Welcome back, friends, and this is the next episode of Watching the Multiverse, your weekly superhero television wrap-up show. This is Chris. This is Crystal. And we're hitting up a little more exciting week worth of shows compared to last week. Last week's... Those were a bit of a snooze fest. Yeah, just a little bit. So this week at least was a little better. All right, so let's just jump right in to an episode that, unfortunately, somebody has not watched still yet, which I'm kind of disappointed in you. Yeah, I still haven't. I keep forgetting about it. But it is a fun one. Well, I wouldn't say, well, okay, maybe not so much fun, but it's definitely an interesting episode. We're talking about episode three of Supergirl, Far From the Tree. Alex and Maggie are having their wedding shower, so Maggie actually tries to get a hold of her estranged father, which we find out more about Maggie's past and how when she came out, he basically dropped her off at her her aunt's house and just did nothing else with her, just left her life. That's kind of shitty. I don't think I'd appreciate that. No. <laughs> I mean, I like I like the actor, Carlos Bernard. I know him best from being on 24 as Tony Almeida. But Carlos Bernard was playing Maggie's father, which I love that actor. He's a good actor. Uh, really has a hard time with her engagement to Alex because of social challenges that he had to face for his family because he was, you know, Hispanic and a Mexican. And I know they use a specific term, and I'm it is escaping me at the moment unfortunately but he doesn't want to see his daughter going through that and she tries to reassure him times are changing this is who i am i'm not afraid of who i am so this is who i am and i am showing everybody this is how i am and i don't care what anybody else thinks so i think they had a little reconciliation there which was really nice well they he grew up in a different era things are a lot different now Exactly. But also, then it kind of also, that, that kind of re emerging, that re, you know, that coming together of family took on the other side when Morgan calls, or McGann, oh, yeah, Morgan McGann calls to John and says, You need to return to Mars. Yeah, I'm watching yep. that when we get done with this now. <laughs> okay, good. You good. had me at Mars. Yep. I told you that. T- I told you that last episode. You still hadn't watched it. <laughs> I know, but I got sucked into Stranger Things and uh, just all kinds of stuff. It was Halloween, you know? True, true enough. The power of binge watching. I'm a horror nerd, so I just got (laughs) stuck on so much horror this week. So we actually see um, Supergirl actually wants to go help John, so goes with John. They go to his spaceship. It looked like it was like a 1960s Cadillac or something like that. <laughs> That's pretty like from rad. a race of shapeshifters. What do you expect? And then it changed into an actual spaceship. <laughs> so they go up to Mars and Morgan basically tells John that your father is still alive. Because we always thought John was the last Green Martian. Apparently not. Him and his dad are the last what? two Green Martians. Yes, this is what I'm this is what I'm getting at. So you are gonna get slightly spoiled, but you will still watch this episode. Of course I will. He is a very high religious leader, and that's why he was kept alive, because he knew the secret of this relic that could apparently was extremely powerful and could destroy the resistance of the white Martians trying to take over against the other white Martians and whatnot. You know, the this whole little resistance thing now going on on Mars trying to make Mars, I don't know, I would want to say peaceful, but a lot better for people Back in to general. the way it was. 
Exactly. Yeah, before the whites went all crazy. There was a fun little scene where they'd found out where the relic was. And Supergirl is trying to be a distraction and a diversion. She literally rolls up in the spaceship as the Cadillac playing Oops, I Did It Again. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I was cracking up, and I think half of Twitter was cracking up at that time. Well, they got to throw that bubble gum in there. That's cute. Exactly. Uh, we So we do meet John's dad, who is named um, Myron, played by Carl Lubley, which was also been a superhero television show alumni. He used to be in the old 90s show Mantis. I remember that one from way back when. Sounds familiar, but I don't I don't know if I watched it or not. Yeah, I'm going to guess probably not, but I had nothing else better to do. So they get this relic from the Whites, and Supergirl actually allows the Resistance to hang on to it. They thought that Supergirl was going to take it because they didn't want it to be overbalanced or whatnot. And Nope, she gives it to the Resistance, and then Supergirl, John, and his dad all return back to Earth. We now have John and his dad both on Earth. Oh, shit. Which is kind of cool. Oh, what happened to, um, what's her name? Morgan? Did not, yeah, did she not come back? No, she stayed on Mars with the Resistance. Ah, uh, okay. So, I mean, that really was the whole majority of the episode. You saw a very brief something or other. Actually, and you didn't see anything going on with this whole, you know, really anything with the whole Catco thing or anything like that. It was pretty much just very much a... Alex and Maggie episode and a Mars episode. Well, you remember me with the last Martian episode. I lost my shit. <laughs> I know, which I am surprised. You are going to lose your shit after you watch this one. I just cried. I cried way too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a feeling you will have some some very ugly crying when you actually watch this episode. Yeah, thank God I don't like periscope my reactions or anything. Because that episode, people, oh my God, I would have looked like that Britney Spears crier. Oh. That, that viral... <laughs> So then that will all lead into episode four, The Faithful, which I've already seen at this time since we're recording right now. And that was a pretty good episode, but we will wait on that till next week. Okay. Now let's get into something we've definitely both seen. Episode four of The Gifted, Exit Strategy. Wow, this this episode was great. I've loved every episode of The Gifted. I mean, this this was just like a, this show was a great surprise. I mean, I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I'm very impressed with this show. I, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Uh, we we had that little beginning flashback scene about a couple of people getting escaping this one Sentinel Services facility and whatnot. And, of course, that comes back to us in the end. Mm-hmm. But then we go back to present day. Polaris and Reed are scheduled to be transferred to a special uh, Sentinel Services facility, which, writing up my notes, I wrote SS. I'm like... Mm, SS, the Nazis, Sentinel Services. Mm. <laughs> I'm not. I don't, pl- I don't like what um, he had to do though to get info about where they were. Oh, you how how Eclipse had to go back, go running back to the cartel he was working with before. Yes, and his ex. Oh yeah, that was, and especially uh, using his powers. Yeah, she's a crazy bitch, and. She, he, he had to go back to doing bad things, and he didn't want to because that's everything they stand for is not doing what, you know, Sentinel Services and the world in general think mutants are. He had to do that. Right. No intimidation and all that, but he had to intimidate that guy. Damn. 
Well, that's that's what you know. These these group of people they stand for not doing all that. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 doesn't want to go back to that life. Yes, the mutant underground is honorable. Right. I definitely will say that. Oh, uh, let's see. So yeah, they plan to break them out during the transfer from the where they are now to the new high the high security facility. We get to see the two kids use their powers together. What? <laughs> uh, oh, tell me your reaction. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, go team. Uh, uh. Strucker? <laughs> yeah, I just forgot their last name because I was just remembering that. Yeah, they go team like, Strucker. They, they were so great together, but they give each other confidence, I think. I think so, too. I agree. Especially, yeah, the sister to the brother because yeah, he's still trying to really get his thing going on. The mom was even proud, too. <laughs> Because she didn't want them to do that at first, but now after seeing all the shit that the other mutants had to go through and this and that, she's just like, yep, this is who we are now. This is what we have to do. Exactly. Especially if we want to get Reed rescued. Well, I think life in general at this point, because even the kids were, uh, even her son at one point was like, there is no normal. (laughs) True. True enough. Uh, We see the guy that was in the beginning clip, Pulse. He right. was there disrupting all the shit because that's apparently his power, being able to disrupt electrical fields, which also well, they're includes... using him for that. Do you think they'll be able to get him away from there? Because that was um, Eclipse's friend at one point. Yeah. Oh no, that was Thunderbird's f- friend. Oh okay. Oh, that's right. It was Thunderbird's friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. That little fight scene right there. That kind of threw me off. I'm just like, damn. I almost wonder if, like, he wants to be there. They're controlling him. I can't, you know know what I mean? As much as I don't want to necessarily call upon it, I'm thinking it is some kind of X2, like, mind control. Remember in X2 that Stryker had the little, the enzyme from the one mutant and kept injecting it, you know. That's what I mean. I'm hoping that they'll, that he'll get out of that. They'll rescue him somehow. Cause he even said, he's like, why would he be working for them? Yeah. I think, I think that was good. So they do rescue Reed and Polaris from once her, the- once their power, once her powers get set free, she's like, boom, bitch. <laughs> oh, even better yet. The fact that he's like the screws oh, in my leg, yeah, he said, take-, take the screw out of my leg. Oh, and then I was like, knew- what the, I was like, what the hell? Well, she knew right then and there that he wasn't like against her anymore. She he was she was like, "All right, I'm taking this screw, and we're getting the fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah, they had that tension until that moment, and he was like, "If there's a moment, it, she, you know, I think, well, she, I think she was the one that said, if there's a moment to take advantage of something. Do you want me? You know, I'm going to do it.'" And then he said, "Take the screws out of my leg. You need the metal. Do it." Right. It was just like boom. Shit was crazy. It looked like they had it plotted down to a T, and then when they couldn't use their powers, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it took one, it took two screws out of a leg, and the shit went, it was popping. <laughs> shit went crazy. Kind of like, again, X2, when Mystique injected that liquid metal into that one guard, and Eric's all like, hmm, there's something different about you. Your iron content and just rips the metal out of him and then uses it to cross the beam and kill the guards and whatnot. That is still one badass thing that I will always remember from X2. And still, like, even through all that, they did not murder him. And I don't know why he doesn't see that mm-hmm. they're not, like, these evil creatures. They just don't want to be contained yep. and treated like shit. And I know we're going to... and then. It's minute sub little thing. We see the whole, you know, little problem starting to form between Blink and Thunderbird and Dreamer. And we know that he warned her. 
Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like just tell her the truth and deal with the deal with the fallout after that. Well, you gotta have some drama, you know, like romantic drama. It's 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 TV. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta have it there. Which will then lead into this week's episode, upcoming episode of bo- called Boxed In. Yeah, um, I'm not doing any of the show synopsises this week. I'm just going to go with the themes and the titles and go with that. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna play some things up a little bit. Besides, we need to get to episode three of the Flash. Lucky <laughs> lady. Oh Lord, I love this oh. episode. It was just funny. It was like a lot of it was really comical. I mean, there was some serious shit, but a lot of it was comical. It, it was very comical. Just the fact that you get this girl Becky, who super. I feel like her. I'm not gonna lie about it. I feel like Becky a lot. <laughs> oh, it's oh. A, I, I remember looking over at Nicole and I'm like, I'm Becky. Just start calling me Becky. <laughs> just call me Becky. That's me. I'm Becky. Just call me Becky. And then just due to the fact that. She got blasted by the dark matter. She became hazard. And then you see them. You also you see them all on that bus. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that got blasted. Oh yeah, we we learn more of the thinkers' whole plot and the whole over arc of the whole season, which we're believing. Which I I since you mentioned it, I will hit that point right now. We see that Harry comes back. Harry pops back into this world, and um, well. Oh, poor Harry. His daughter doesn't want him anymore. And who breaks up with Wally. (laughs) Did you see Wally's face? Where did Wally go? Well, he went to some place called Blue Valley, which I looked this up later. Blue Valley apparently was the original. Is that where his mom was at? I don't think that's where his mom was. But in the actual comic books, that was where Kid Flash was actually based out of in the comic books in the past. Right, but that's what made me wonder if that's like where he was born or whatever, where his mom, you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. I think it might have some kind of extra tie-in. Could it lead to him going off to running to, over to Legends of Tomorrow? That's possibly. I mean, I mean, could my could my wish come true? Could you know they get their speedster with little Wally? I mean, I I think so. I really think so. Although I, I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you the truth. Right now, the only thing I can think of is somebody needs to come up because I'm not creative enough. Needs to come up with a drawing that looks like Wally from the Pixar movie, but then dress him up like Kid Flash. Aww. That'd be so cute. Or that would be the best crossover cosplay I would ever see. It's like, who are you? I'm Wally Kid Flash. I love my Wally though. I know you do. So I think I think he's just gonna take a couple of weeks off. Maybe he's gonna pop up in Legends. Maybe he's gonna pop up in this crossover which we're getting more and more information even though i'm trying to stay away from more and more information he needs more screen time anyway so he does so we start seeing everything happening with becky and as hazard and all of the stuff happening where she has extremely good luck but then bad luck starts to get so good that it's like literally destroying it will destroy the whole city Mm mm-hmm until they find a way to just suppress her power temporarily. That Barely. was so. That was hilarious, though. <laughs> that scene in the casino. He, he gets. He cuffs himself somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, he cuffed himself, and though slipping on the marbles outside, I thought that was hilarious as hell. That was, that was so funny. But yes, I, we did. I, I don't know. I just love the funny parts of the episode. Me too. I I like the fact that we did learn the whole big overarc that there was a dark matter release 
in town and the bus was hit by the dark matter release when Barry escaped the speed force. So there's 12 total people that have been affected. We've seen two now, Hazard and Kilgore from la- from the week before that. Also, I loved that the thinker, you could tell he was pissed at somebody out thunk. thunk? Is it thunk? Somebody out, out thunk, thunk him? <laughs> so I think we're going to start seeing a, con- a race to figure Between out. Him and Harry? Between him and Harry, and with some Cisco, with some Ciscoing, oh, <laughs> yes. which will le- lead into the episode for this week: elongated journey into night. Elongated now, man. Yes, we've been hearing that a lot. Plus the fact that this is the episode that will come up where we are introduced to Breacher, Gypsy's dad. <laughs> I just all when I look at him, all I can see is machete. I can't help it. Now, wait. Oh, Machete from Spy Kids. Machete. Yes. (laughs) No, his name is Machete. It's a movie. Oh, yeah. See, I always remember him as the uncle from Spy Kids. (laughs) I remember him from the Thug Life movies, like Dust Till Dawn. Oh, yes. Very true. (laughs) I'm like, Thug. He's so hardcore. And like Rob Zombie movies. And yeah. He's just, he's a scary motherfucker. He he is, but then he's like a marshmallow at the same time when you see him in other stuff. Oh yeah, he he's a good actor. I'm I I looked forward to seeing that episode. I saw him in a convention once. He's just like all he does is laugh and giggle. He's like a marshmallow. <laughs> I would not mind meeting him then. Maybe not in a lit alley, but maybe at a convention. In an alley. Yeah, not in a lit alley. I don't want to meet him in a lit alley. <laughs> Okay, that's funny. All right. Well, right after Flash, we get episode three of Legends of Tomorrow, Zari. Which now that I finally figured out how to pronounce the name properly, (laughs) we can. I can tell you a funny story real quick about Legends. I guess the other night, the other night, I guess I woke up in the middle of the night, and me and Nicole were staying somewhere. We had our little, we called it a romantic getaway because we ended up with a hotel. Long story, but I guess I woke up. And, and said I was in a circus room on Legends of Tomorrow, and Captain Cold was chasing me. Right hand to God, that's what I told Nicole. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I said, a circus room, Nicole? <laughs> Haven't oh you ever my. seen Legends of Tomorrow? So I guess I was stuck in the circus episode <laughs> of Legends of Tomorrow, and Captain Cold was chasing me. And I kept yelling at her that she should know what a circus room is. And you probably woke up and don't remember a damn thing from it, did you? I didn't. She had to tell me that. I mean, I was sleep-talking about Captain Cold in circus rooms, and I was with the legends of tomorrow. <laughs> you just want to get with Billy Zane and Captain Cold both at the same time. I know how it is. No, I was running for Billy Zane. I was hope- I, I'm guessing I was hoping, you know, Captain Cold caught me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely want Captain Cold to catch you. I know you do. You want to be just- caught... You want to catch a cold. Uh, uh, uh. I'm surprised it wasn't me chasing him. Oh, I'm boy. sorry. I just had to insert that funny story while talking hey. about legends. I was one of the screwed up legends of tomorrow that day. Hey, that's fine. That's all good. <laughs> so we get to this episode named Zari, which is also named the name of this character who is a activist, hacktivist, hacker in 2042, if memory serves me correctly on that. I didn't write all my notes for the show properly. And she was trying to, they were trying to keep her away from this rogue assassin. 
who was the at the end of the episode before that was this girl that was apparently an assassin who could turn into water. Yeah. I mean, long story short, we find out that Argus, the the great powerful Argus, is actually very anti-meta come 2042, that at some point in the future, they actually put out a law that bans metahumans and they're captured. Which, if that's not a corollary to present-day politics, I don't know what is. Yeah, that definitely is. CW touches on that from time to time. More often than not, I think we've seen it in all three shows <laughs> we this have. season alone. I mean, there's really not much to say about this episode except for we see that Zari wants to break into this facility not to technically get her brother, who apparently had passed away, but to get the amulet he had, which seems to be similar to the one that Amaya has. And we see that she can is still she's having a lot of trouble keeping control of her powers mm-hmm. yeah nate tries to do this thing where he <laughs> synthesize oh my god yeah the getting high bit it's like gotta try this root extract are you sure it's safe yeah I'm, i took it right now and i'm doing awesome right now it's oh, like oh nate. well yeah while she was doing it though she did see certain things he saw, she saw, yeah, she saw an ancestor of hers, and she's just like, don't be afraid to use your power. It's like, but oh. I honestly think because at the end we see that, um, you have to pronounce her name for me, Zari. Yeah, we see at the very end that those two, I guess, are the same because you see similar things with her amulet, too. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's and a she similar, said, you won't kill me because you'll be killing you, is right. basically what she said. So, I'm in my little weird theory, because you know I always have them, mm-hmm. is that her having issues controlling her problems is in correlation with her. So you think the assassin and Amaya have some kind of link together. Right, and I think that's causing her to have issues controlling her powers. That could be because of this. if this malice purposely pulled Kuasa, who's the name of the assassin. I'm just looking at my, this is why I have IMDB set up all the time when I'm doing the show, <laughs> so that I have this information. Her name is Kuasa. Pulling her from time to interfere with this could be a reason why Amaya's powers are getting all out of whack and whatnot. So right, there's I just I feel like there's something there because um like there's that third one too. There's three. Well, we don't see Kuasa have any kind of totem. Well, well, yeah, but that's why she wants it. Exactly. So that okay. could be something. Yeah. And then we get to the end of the episode, and we see little Ray Palmer getting chased by some boys, all E.T. style, (laughs) and we see him befriend something, and it's like, young boy found dead. It's like, what? Yeah. That will lead lead into the the official Halloween episode of any of the shows, Phone Home. (laughs) So we get Halloween episodes? I would say that is the closest we're going to get to a Halloween episode on any of these shows. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, which was kind of boring, but hey. No, not the sh- not the episode. I haven't watched the episode. I'm just saying that no Halloween episode was kind of boring. Yeah. So now that we've got Monday and Tuesday out of the way, we're going to take a quick short break and we're going to be right back. Hello, St. Louis. Join me, James Enstall, every Sunday at 2 p.m. for geek to me Radio right here on 1380 and 105.3 The Answer. We talk movies, TV shows, comic books, video games, and all things geek. Are you a Doctor Who fan? Allons-y! Are you an Avengers fan? Avengers, assemble! Video game lover? Finish him! Star Wars fan? 
No. I find your lack of faith disturbing. That's Geek to Me Radio brought to you by discoverstcharles.com. Visit St. Charles now for an historically good time. You can also check out Geek to Me Radio on Twitter at Geek to Me Radio, or you can find them also online at geektomeradio.com. All right, now that we're back, we go to Thursday, episode six, season four, A Dark Night, Hog Day Afternoon. Miss Yeager, would you like to do the honors? This episode didn't have a, <clears throat> a whole lot. I mean, the first. The first part did, I mean, it was the Riddler-Grundy situation, and um, if I could remember her name, that'd be excellent. I do this every time, and I should remember it by now, but Gordon's ex-girlfriend, you know, the one he loves. Uh, oh. His ex. Oh, Leslie, I'm guessing. Is, Maybe? Yeah, Leslie. Leslie. And uh, she is the doctor at this fight club, that underground fight club that Riddler is managing Grundy at. Riddler... Is even he's so dumb that he doesn't know how to threaten her, but he sees that she's secretly seeing patients for free. That's how she gets paid for being the doctor, the the leader of the underground fight club, will boxing arena, whatever you want to call it, will let uh, her see patients for free down there, like in a, in a room, for being the doctor and treating the fighters. Riddler first ru- first first rule of Gotham Fight Club: don't let Batman in. Yeah. <laughs> well, Riddler sees it and he's like, oh, I can take that to, you know, use that to my advantage. And then he's too stupid to realize how. <laughs> oh, geez. So he's like, he, he, he's like, you make me smart. And she's like, no, I'm not going to help you. And he's like, I see that you have patience downstairs. And she goes, okay, what's that got to do with anything? He's too dumb to know how to threaten her. <laughs> Damn. Really? They just took... Enigma and just totally dumbed him. Well, didn't because he? they put it, he was in ice for six months. You know, so, some people are like that every single day of their damn lives. So, know, but you know, Grundy is like the champion. He's making all this money, and Riddler's trying to pay her and do all this other stuff. But kind of at the end of their little thing, their little, I guess we'll call it arc in the episode, she offers to help him, but I don't think she's really going to. I think she's kind of gonna just like talk to him and study him. I honestly think is what she's gonna do. Mm. She tries to. She's trying to tell Grundy that Riddler's not actually his friend. He's just using her, and I think Grundy's kind of semi-listening, but doesn't want to, because he's Grundy. But see, then, now I I always thought that Solomon Grundy was actually smarter than he really appeared to be. I'm just saying he that. he is, and he you got to understand he just was born like a week ago. <laughs> Quite literally. Literally, like Butch died, and Grundy was born. <laughs> so he's like Grundy born Grundy born on a Monday. So, yeah. So now what what about the whole this whole hog day afternoon thing? That is what what's happening is suddenly you're seeing cops killed. Well, they're actually bagmen for Penguin. And this guy, they're actually starting to presume he is a cop, but he doesn't say he is. He's using pig heads and putting them on these bagmen cops and Gordon and um, you know, his number one, Harvey. they are trying to find these bag men and go after them. And, uh, in the end, Gordon and him end up kind of trapped in a room with the guy. And he's telling Gordon, you know, you're the one that's going to live. You're the only good cop. He's like, your friend deserves to die too. Gordon ends up saving him. And just to realize that he's one of the bag men too, his best friend. 
Damn. I always knew Harvey was bullshit, even when I watched that first episode or two. Yeah, you could tell that it was starting, but he said, he's like, listen, you don't understand. The commissioner made us all do this and this, this and that. And I never wanted to do this, but he's making us. He's like, you got to help me. I got to get out of this. It's basically how that's going. Oh, you mean the whole thing with the licenses with Penguin? Like, if you don't do this, you're going to get killed and... You know, you can't be on the force and it, all this other shit is basically what it comes down to. Because you got to remember, Gordon wasn't, he kind of was rogue at the time. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's basically still leading into this overarching plot of Penguin working with the commissioner and the mayor to kind of, I don't but know. But you also kind of see Penguin knows a couple of the things that's going on because it's all written down. <laughs> and it, it kind of pisses uh, Gordon off because there's a couple things Penguin was actually able to help him with that were helpful because he's watching the city. And that pissed Gordon off. He's like, shit, some of your stuff is actually working. Oh, damn. Right. But uh, then at the end, you see the pig man killer, whatever you want to call him, with a bunch more pigs. Mm. So that means there's there's a lot more coming. Oh, damn. Oh, yes. also, Sophia Falcone, she... Penguin thinks that she's about to betray him, da 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 just to come to find out that she opened this orphanage for him. Hmm. Yeah, so she's getting more and more deep with him. It's getting weirder and weirder. I don't know what her motives actually are at this point. Oh, damn. Yeah, shit's getting real. Yeah, so that's going to lead into the next episode, which will be coming here soon. A Dark Night, A Day in the Narrows. What the hell would that even mean? Um, Return of Scarecrow? <gasps> really? Well, that's, that would be my guess. I mean, I hear a day in the Narrows. The only person I relate the Narrows to is Scarecrow. Yep. I, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. It's very possible. And now and, after watching him, binge watching him on Stranger Things, I'm even more excited. I love that kid. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, you said that he was in Stranger Things. I forgot. Well, I mean, that's just my guess. Don't know for certain. That kid's everywhere now. And then, yeah, hey, make him a household name. It works for me. <laughs> And then we get to the last show of the week. I think you've ab- I think you've abandoned the show. <sighs> well, there's only what one after this. No, there's week? two. Oh, okay. So this is episode six. The gentleman's name is Gorgon. Oh wait, now I have to watch it. This is a continuation of the last episode. We see that so Crystal's new friend, the with that had the vet that was helping Lockjaw. Apparently, she's not very much in enthused with all of this so she actually calls the cops oh lord yeah there's some jealousy gonna happen there mm -hmm. so this is right after the guy actually had a really good idea it's like is there any way you can get the attention of your family your of them and it's like well i control the elements it's like well there you go so (laughs) you're gonna see black bolt medusa and louise trying to find crystal and they kind of go towards the spot where she had landed with Lockjaw, and they're still trying to figure it out. And then you just see lightning literally striking, to, like a couple bolts of lightning striking at the same spot. And then it did it a second time. Uh. That's, that's got to be Crystal. <laughs> we see that Orn and Mortis basically get a hold of Medusa and Black Bolt and say, we've got your humans. If they, you want them to be alive, you need to come. You have to come to us. And you've got Medusa and Black Bolt and Gorgon and Karnak all together. And 
they're going to go and head over there, but they decide, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to just play into their hands. So it was kind of weird. You had Gorgon and Karnak going up to the building. Like they're going to do some shit and they know what Karnak can do, but they don't know that Karnak's not powers isn't working. So he literally walks straight up to the building and Oren's like, what's he doing? Oh, so they're all nervous, thinking that he's got a plot. <laughs> it's like they like he knows what's going to happen, which they think. That's kind of funny. Then it's almost like his powers actually are working because that worked. Mm-hmm. And he played. Now this is about as close to another Halloween episode because he, when he actually gets back to this, gets back to the lab and starts trying to deal with the people, you know, the other Inhumans that are in there. He's kind of doing one of these. Where he's in hiding, and they're all like, "What are you doing? Where is he?" <laughs> it was pr- I was actually getting a good giggle on. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is like a bad horror movie going on." Especially when he runs into Mortis, it's like, "I was there when I, you had your terrigenesis. I told them they wanted to put you down, but I said, you know, to put you away so that you can learn your powers." Then after yeah. the fact. It's funny, hmm? though. Maybe his powers are working and he doesn't know it because it sounds like a plan. Yeah. Then he's like, And then after they actually put knockout Mortis, he looks at Gorgon and he's like, no, I was the one who told them to put him down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Karnak, you asshole. I'm like, there's Karnak. Yeah, sounds legit. I'm like, there's episode one Karnak. <laughs> so there was a point where... Mortis starts waking up. They've got Orin. Orin has got something going on where it seems like her ability to regenerate or her healing factor is getting damaged or losing power. So maybe it's because she brought herself back totally from the dead. Maybe. So the doctor is saying, you might not be able to do this anymore. And she that's that was another reason why she was just at the window watching Karnak walking up. It's like what if he knows something and he kills me? I might not be able to regenerate. And that's why she was all like apprehensive. It was kind of good. And then just at the end, oh, this is Mortis wakes up or starts moving around and he's like, okay, th- I'm going to just blow the roof off this place and I'm just going to kill everybody here. Gorgon grabs onto him, says, tells everybody else to get out of there. Mortis blows the roof off. Mortis and Gorgon get buried. Gorgon dies. What? Yeah, yeah. They killed Gorgon. That's bullshit. I'm just sitting here in silence right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, that and uh, when Not I heard him, that episode, I know when I hear that episode name, the gentleman's name is Gorgon. I'm just like, okay, that was an interesting name for an episode. And then when I got to the end, I'm like, oh damn. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So. You know they're getting everybody back together, and it well, sounds he took like took one for the team. I guess he t- he really did. He really was. He might have just been a big oaf and all that sometimes, but he has honor. Mm. Well, he did even with the humans when he was. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I- I'm hurting after that one. So then we'll have this week's episode: Havoc in the Hidden Land. I have no idea what that means, but we will hear soon. So that was one hell of an interesting set of episodes this week. We had we we had some we had some fun with Supergirl going to Mars. We definitely had some fun with the Flash. We're always having a blast with Legends, even with and getting getting a new team member. Gotham and Gifted gave us some definite 
craziness. And in humans, God, do you have to rip my damn heart out in humans? What the hell? Well, I guess they had to do something with the bang. Yeah, seriously. And now Inhumans only has two episodes left. Havoc in the Hidden Land and then the last episode of their season, which is just entitled, and finally, Black Bolt. Oh shit, he's about to talk to his brother. <laughs> oh, I have a real feeling he's going to talk to his brother. I know. Oh, that is your week. That is the week of the 22nd. That was an interesting week of shows, and I'm looking forward to the Elongated Man episode of Flash. Me too. I'm very curious to see what goes on with Inhumans now after this whole thing with Gorgon and whatnot. Oh, holy, holy hell. Mm. Yeah, shit started popping this week. Yeah, I have a feeling that, you know, we're going to start getting closer towards these mid-season finales and whatnot, and shit's really going to boil over. I know that we're going to probably only get a couple weeks break in, after Inhumans ends before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back. Which, I say your show's coming. Yep, my show's finally coming back. And I think I think it was mostly a matter of Inhumans popping in and doing that. And, well, remember we, I mentioned what I heard before about how Disney quite literally told ABC, no, you're renewing that show. <laughs> Like, hey, nice way to go. Like, listen, bitch. And then gifted. I'm just, I'm getting enthused with gift with the gifted, especially when we saw the tr- the coming soon trailer for that, and it said you have you have Agent Turner saying about my daughter was killed on the event of the twenty of uh, the fifteenth and whatnot, and it's like what? I mean, we knew his daughter died, but then he just says it like that. I'm just, I'm throwing the spoiler out there. I know that. I will be posting a pic on the Twitter page soon, but not for this episode, but the next episode of The Gifted. Apparently, we get a meeting where we see a picture together of Agent Turner and that scientist guy, which basically means we have a burn notice reunion when you've got Jesse meeting up with Simon, which I would remember, I was just saying, I would love to get one of the two of these on to talk to them and say, what did it feel like on that phone call? Now I'll be able to say, hey, what was it seeing him across the way? It's like, did you want to smack the guy or what? That reminds me about the page. Y'all could start following us on watching the multiverse. Yes, watch multiverse on Twitter. That's where we're at. We will have random stuff also on the blog in Glorious Chris which that's more than likely in the next couple of months going to take a little bit of a change with this new direction that both I am on and that Crystal is joining me on with this change. So, and Glorious Chris might be changing up its name here in the near future, so just keep an eye on things. Of course, I can always be found at Don Glorious, D-A underscore Inglorious, I-N-G-L-O-R-I-O-U-S. Miss Jaeger right here. You can find it. You can find her at Jaeger Crystal Y E A G E R, and Crystal K R I S T E L because her mom had to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to be German. <laughs> of course, the Twitter page is Watch Multiverse. Literally, just as it sounds. Always have to thank Mike Schmidt for our theme song, Casey over at Geeks Worldwide for putting us up there, and hopefully, I will soon be having a special. Possibly special guest, but something special coming up for the page here in the very near future from an old friend of mine. So keep an ear out for that. On that note, we're going to tune out for the week. So this is Chris. And this is Crystal. And we're going to catch you later.
Bye. Bye.